Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel, and this week we're going to be going through 1 Corinthians chapter 4 as we continue just systematically going through the book of 1 Corinthians. Well, today specifically, we're looking at verses 1 through 5, so let's read that together. Verse 1, well, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I am not aware of anything against myself. But I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. All right. Well, so Paul's continuing his conversation with the Corinthian church. And just by way of a little review, uh, back in chapters one, um, he really, and really on down through three, he's really diving into this issue of division in the church of Corinth. And so, and then he kind of is establishing himself as being a legitimate person to bring an analysis of the health of the Corinthian church. And so he's gone through all of that. And he gets here chapter four and he says, look, even for us as leaders, right? How should, how should we be regarded as leaders in the church? Because remember, some had been like, well, we follow Paul, we follow Apollos. Well, Paul is saying, look, here's the way you should regard any and all leaders. It's two things. Servants and stewards. So interesting, the word here for servant is a, is a different word in the Greek. It's, a, it's not the normal word used. Usually, when you see the word servant in the English translation, it's one of two words in Greek. It's either the word doulos, which is also can be translated slave, and that's what it means. It means a slave. And also the word diakonos, which is where we get our word deacon, and that word is most often translated servant. Um, then second times it's translated minister, and then least often it's translated as deacon. But that's not, neither one of those words, neither doulos, slave, or diakonos, minister, servant, um, is used here. The, this word is um, the word, it literally. if you literally translate it, it would be an under rower. Like the, the 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 guy that's down in the in the hull of the ship with the this pulling on the oar, and he's one of many that are down in the hull of the ship pulling these oars, an under rower. And so this is a, a different concept. So if you if you look at the meaning of what Paul's getting at here, it's rare that this word is used in the New Testament, and it is usually translated servant, but it's 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 translated servant in regards to uh, a specific um, group of people, and so here what Paul is saying is, look, we're we're servants. We are a part of a of a bigger thing going on. It's, we're just under rowers. We are making sure everything's being rowed in sync. We're listening to our, you know, the the I think it's called the coxswain, the person in the in the ship that is calling out the cadence to keep everybody in in tandem in how they row. Because if everybody rows together, it's much more effective and the ship uh, moves faster, etc. As opposed to if everyone's rowing at different times, the ship doesn't go very fast if at all, and it's going to get off course. But everybody rowing in tandem in unison unison, in harmony, makes the ship go. And that's interesting that Paul chose that term to use as Christian leaders, uh, referring even to himself, is that we are just an under oarman. We are just trying to row in sync 
with everyone else listening to the Holy Spirit as our coxswain to keep us in tandem with one another. So that's what leaders are. Second, leaders are stewards. And steward means manager. Um, the, this concept is taken from a household manager. A lot of families, especially wealthy families in the Roman Empire days, would have hired um, a, a household manager. And that person would be over the finances, business affairs, help raise the children, make sure the children are being educated, many times often doing the education themselves. And so this person was a responsible, was a faithful, didn't own any of it, but managed all of it. And so that's what we are. We're servants. And we're stewards. And because we are, we have, we only need to worry about what our master says of us. And so now Paul gets into this whole judgment conversation about others don't need to judge me. I really don't even judge myself. Only God is my judge because God is the master. We're just stewards. And one steward really doesn't, it doesn't matter what the other stewards say about it. What matters is what the master says about the steward. And so then our big pursuit is not to please the other stewards, which for us means other believers. Our goal is to please the master, to please the, the coxswain, the one who's calling the shots. Because if we do that, then according here to verse 5, each one receives his commendation from God. So let's just kind of put this back into the church at Corinth. So what was going on? Remember, I don't remember a few weeks ago as we introduced, this was a highly competitive culture. The city of Corinth was high competition. You know, it was hard to break in. There was a lot of different people moving to this city. It was already a city of wealth and renown. A very competitive spirit existed in this city. If you were trying to break into a business, you had to outdo the competition. And so it was a very competitive um, um, city which we see spill over into, well, I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. That was a very competitive two different um, groups in the church. And now what Paul is saying is, look, why the competition? We don't compete against each other. We're not comparing ourselves to each other. It doesn't matter what one steward thinks of another. What matters most is what the master thinks of the steward. And we as stewards, we must be faithful. So let me ask you this as we bring us to a close today. Are you being a faithful steward of God's resources? Money, are you faithfully generous? Do you give to your church through tithes and offerings? Do you um, give towards missions to get the gospel to the nations? Do you help those in need through your resources? What about your time? How do you steward your time? Because here's the myth of um, humanity is that we're owners. That's a myth. We're not owners, we are stewards. Ultimately, everything belongs to God. He created it, therefore it's His. We just get to manage it for a while. Everything within our possession, our homes, our bank accounts, our time, our careers, our relationships, they're not ours, they're God's. And what does it look like if we were to leverage any and all of that for God and for His glory? Well, what we do with it determines the compensation, the commendation that we will receive in glory. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.